see if he's got that in the car. He's got it for the right reason, the wrong reasons. Yeah, he's been a bit of a naughty boy. It's um, I am recording now, by the way. Awesome. I haven't been recording that whole time. Oh, by it's, the way. it's a good t- conversation to talk about. Everyone must wonder what we talk about when we're not recording. It's wanting leaving the leaving the listeners, You're the viewers, and the podcasters wanting more. We don't talk about anything too clinical. Nothing too I never have to cut anything out. Would it be shocking to anyone to find out that we can occasionally get a bit naughty with the topics off here? Yeah, but I'm I'm strategic about when I start recording. Mm. Not that we talk about anything too lewd or crude or rude. Or nude. Yeah. I'd love well, to we are both sitting here completely nude at the moment. Absolutely. I'd love to know how many times in our podcast history, and we could probably find it out, if there is an archive nerd out there that wants to, or archive enthusiast out there that wants to go through and rake through every episode, we appreciate you, but I'd also like to know how many times the podcast starts with, we're recording now, and it just catches me off guard. The last two. The mm. last two definitely have. Or uh, how many times you have said, let me set the scene? Yeah. I say it always. Or absolutely. Absolutely is another one. A lot of work-ons for us, and it's good. A lot of what? A lot of work-ons, giving each other a bit of feedback. Absolutely. <laughs> and Let me set the scene for you. What's the other one? Saying viewers instead of watchers, instead of listeners. You've just even, you've gone to say it and mucked it up. <laughs> saying viewers instead of watchers. Do we want to give a little bit of an insight into what's happening, what we're talking about off here? Silly drink driving stories. Mm, it all is very silly. Yep. Uh, we were talking about where the worst place to get done for a DUI would be. Um, we throw out uh, McDonald's drive-thru or any drive-thru. Yep. Um, or anywhere full stop. Anywhere full stop, it obviously. It is silly. It is silly. In your driveway? Yep. That'd be a bit of a shocker. Because you know how they do... What about a hearse? Yeah. Nah. I got pulled... A, Guy, when I was in Sri Lanka, my tuk-tuk driver got pulled over and arrested because he just had a bottle of vodka that he was just swigging at the wheel, and they pulled him over and arrested yeah. him, and then we were sort of like on the middle of this like five-laned highway, where he'd just been like pulled over, and we're just sitting in the back of this tuk-tuk, like, well, what do we do now? It's pretty chill, though, isn't Waved it? another one. Yeah. Took the bottle. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Took the bottle and started... It was actually petrol. <laughs> Took the bottle and started driving. Yeah, I didn't realise they... I never think of other countries getting done for drink driving for some reason. I don't know why, but... They happen everywhere, don't they? Yeah, I was watching... Um, do you know what? You know, like, Police in 7 and stuff? Mm-hmm. The British version of those shows is so good. Uh, last night, there was a guy taunting police, a drunk guy on a moped with his helmet off driving on the wrong side of the road because they weren't able to chase him because he was on the wrong side of the road. Were they just trawling along No, they weren't, they weren't engaging him at all, because he was on the wrong side of the road without a helmet on, and he was driving, and he drove off, and then he does a yearly, and they're stopped, and he drives past them again and gives them the finger, and they're just sitting there just like, we've run your plates, we know where you live, we know who you are. Yeah. And then they have to find him before he sobers up. They find him three hours later, and he's tripled the limit. <laughs> the cops three always get the laugh, laugh, last laugh, <laughs> don't they? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here's something interesting for you to think about. Okay. Do you know who Adam Hooper is? No. He's a professional sperm donor. And he's currently doing a tour in New Zealand, and he's actually sponsoring this podcast. Is he? Let me just have a sip of this. No. Um, no, he's not. Uh, obvious. <laughs> yeah, I've just sprung that on you out of nowhere. We've got a sperm donor. Um, yeah, so there's, these, there's this community. So private sperm donation uh, and IVF and all that sort of stuff, super expensive, right? You know, clinical and stuff like that. There's all these Facebook groups that have popped up around the world. With I think there's f- upwards of 50,000 members of the biggest one worldwide, which is quite a lot. 
and you can meet someone on there. There's these like donors who travel the world and have different. I don't know how the how they fund it. They'll go. They'll do tours of countries, and he's currently doing a um, tour of New Zealand, doing fifty locations. Um, and the way they do it is they either have sex with you, <laughs> or this is what the article said: you get a cup of cum. Which I don't know, and that's actually what the article said. Their, their words, not mine. I don't know if that's like if it survives in open air for very long. I don't know. I don't know. I do not know the I, answer. I think that was a term that they were doing. Um, but yeah, it's pretty interesting, eh? At what point does a, uh, having sex going around the globe, wanking and having sex become a tour? Well, yeah, that's the thing. He's, he's done. He's been to seven different countries. He's got he's got upwards of twenty five kids, and so I went down a bit of a rabbit hole as we do. Has he got a bit of pedigree behind him? Like, is he a doctor? Is he good looking? Is he well, got he's, good genes? Is he's he... Mar- yeah, um, Levi's. All right. Uh, he's marketing this tour as like a, he's got a blog as this like Lord of the Rings style tour and he's got, he's calling it like the best, the, one the, ring the Lord to of the, the do- the Lord of the Donors or something. Real weird. It's definitely going to have to be an acquired taste. I don't imagine there's going to be many <laughs> ath- what athlete parents wanting to be. <laughs> Was he going to Comic Cons and stuff or? Nah, he just goes around, does his sperm, he's got some, uh, some sort of organisation that is like a, um, like another list. Like a, like a talent agency for sperm donors again terms that are getting thrown out organization talent agency not usually associated with frantic wankers no but that got me going down a bit of a rabbit hole and that's when i discovered potentially the biggest pest in the world ari bagel aka the sperminator tell me more has over a hundred kids and wants to get two thousand which is pretty clinical. This has become a really weird topic that's been in the... Have you watched Our Father on no. Netflix? No. Is it about Mormons? No, that's Eat, Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey. This okay. is about Our Father, which is about... It's very interesting that you've brought this topic up. He was the top, one of the top fertility doctors like in America, perhaps even the world, world-renowned, and he's living in this uh, village in, or this small town in Indianapolis, and what he was doing was he was... Yeah, just like lauded all around. So these people would come to him for IVF treatment. He'd say that they'd use medical students. They wouldn't use the same person three times. All these protocols. And what he was doing was he was just using his own sperm. So how many kids has he got? 94. And they're all in this one town. So they'd all go in like... Oh, so they're all in one town. See, this guy doesn't want to... Yeah, stay in so a certain place for too long. That was the issue about this: is these kids were these people would find out that their mums and dads and um things had used IVF or had used sperm donors so mm-hmm. they'd go into like Ancestry.com or Match.com and find out they had five or six siblings within like a 5k radius and in worse cases people in the um, in the town were marrying their biological half-brother and sister and actually having genetic deformities yep. because it's it was so ancestral and the genes were the same. Well that's what this article said is a big risk of these like independent sperm donors. These cowboys... That- that's what it actually said as well. It's called them sperm donor cowboys. Was it a ghost rider? It was, <laughs> yeah. was on the lappy this morning. Yeah, what was his name? Um, Ranch Ranch Slider or something. <laughs> um, they said there's a big risk of incest. So he goes to 50 different towns, or 50 different cities around New Zealand. Is there that many that are worth going to? Just go to the, go to the big four, or big three. And could they not, like... 
Are you having sex? He says he meet up bars or at your house, and then he. That's just fickle. This is. He, he and I was like, how are they doing this? Does he go to like it? Do they do some sort of professional thing? And apparently, he must have a kit, but you can get your visa. To, there's another guy that was coming over that got his visa declined. Wasn't yeah. allowed to. Because how do you keep? Tracked are there STI checks after every person? Yeah, like, that's another thing. What if he's not into it? Like, would he just have sex with anyone? What if he's had a vasectomy? The mm. perfect crime. <laughs> yeah, was, is he just having sex? With, um, I feel like I need to fuck this guy an email. Yeah. Give him have a bit of a yarn. But he, he's real open about it. He says his whole thing is promoting sperm donoring worldwide and promoting it in this way that's not super expensive because in the US IVFs are eight and a half to fourteen and a half thousand dollars per cycle. Yep. Like, and they don't and sometimes it can they can do cycle after cycle just after doesn't, cycle. Just doesn't I work. saw on inside America's toughest prisons they if you sperm donors No, America. well actually it's quite <laughs> interesting. There were these two ladies that were um, married and they were trying to have a kid together. And the lady actually got on the camera and said, we can't afford IVF, so we're going to do it the ghetto way, where I get her warmed up, my brother comes in, impregnates her, and then we have the kid from him. And I was like, even that's super sus. Why is this in prison? No, when they got out, obviously. He wasn't just, he didn't get a, he wasn't the guard. But I mean, that's almost, I guess, better in a way because that's keeping the genetic pull. But so, the, so the the child will be half, will have quarter of the other mum's genes. Yeah. However, this weird thing will happen because he'll still be really the brother will still be his uncle, his uncle and his father, uncle dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, would you? Yeah. Is it better just to not know? Or is it more bizarre the fact that she's getting her wife warmed up and watching the brother come in? Her. Um, oh, just yeah. Well, not yeah, not necessarily that. But yeah, what's that he crew. doing? I'm um, having sex with her. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he must. So babies are made. He must just um, just go in for like a wee bit. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I Where's don't that know. A I didn't delve any further. <laughs> I wanted to. I, I, bet you, I, bet, I bet you did. And I, I don't reckon you actually did. <laughs> you know? I don't reckon you delved uh, quite a lot further. Imagine so. if you were just in one of these small towns. Uh, one of the one of the forty to fifty last stops of the tour, and uh, you've just had this guy mapped out on your calendar. He's my guy. I'm going to wait to him get to town. Wait for him to get to town. Is there no one else in these small towns that you think maybe he could just you know, like maybe he could just father my child. Maybe just hit someone up. How yeah, and I could. Especially that it's not poke like, a few holes in a condom. Yeah, and then just don't hit them up for child support. Is that yeah? Is that even that big a deal? I think so. Yeah, I think it's pretty hectic. I hear trapping. Actually, I probably can't tell that story. Tell you off here, yeah, and then I'll <laughs> and then I'll relay it to you guys on an Insta story <laughs> with full See, names, dates, locations. You're wearing a wire, yeah. <laughs> I might, wouldn't mind wearing a wire, eh? You think, think you'd I'd be, be good in the snitch world? No, 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 no. I don't think I'd be a snitch. I think I'd be a good undercover, but I'd be worried that. See, here, let me set the scene for you. Oh, once again, you've yes. taken my uh, <laughs> taken me, my topics. Let me set the scene for you. I get in with a massive criminal syndicate, bit of a bad egg myself, accidentally climb the ladder too high, end up running it. And then, and then decide to wear a wire. Yeah, so end up getting really into it. No, I'm I'm a I'm a deep fake in there from the from the start. Sleeper cell. Sleeper cell. 
But then what I reckon could happen is the gang or the criminal syndicate could be doing the same thing to the police. Okay. No, this is just the plot of The Departed. Oh, <laughs> haven't seen it. Oh, haven't you? No, makes it's it a, a bit tropical. Great movie. Yeah. Should have continued on that, actually. Do you know what you should do? Is you should actually get so high in the criminal underworld <laughs> that you make the cops wear wires and get information about each other and then blackmail them back with it. So what do you mean? What do you mean? So I I wear a wire around the cops. No, you don't wear you don't wear a wire at all. Okay. You get so high that you say to this detective, "You're wearing a wire into the staff room at Central Central Booking, uh, and I want to hear all the secrets going on." And then you say, "Look, I've got these tapes. Mm. You didn't you didn't do the road patrol last Friday." So, I, so I'm so I'm in charge of both syndicates. So you blackmail the cops. Ah, but how would I get the info from the cops? Because you've got the you've got the I've headphones. Got, I've got the gang member on the inside of the cop. No, no, no. You've just blackmailed the cops. But straight. how have I got the info from the cops? Because you make them wear the wire, and Who? then you've got the headphones Who's on. Who's them? The cops. Why? Do, how do I make them do it? You're so high in the underworld that they're scared. <laughs> okay. Obviously not cut out for that lifestyle. I am. Would I you am. do a lie detector test? Depends what you're asking me. <laughs> to kind of the point. <laughs> um, I've never done one. Oh, that's why I asked if you do um, one. Do they do them in New Zealand? I don't think they. I don't think they work. I think you have to put beep, jumper leads beep, on your beep, nips, beep, don't beep, you? Beep, beep, beep. Oh wait, it's Morse code. Um, I don't know if you have to put jumper leads on your nipples. That's what the guy told me when <laughs> oh, I did one. Who's the guy? At this police station. Is this the sperm, <laughs> the sperm donor. Um, yeah, I would. I would. I got nothing to hide. I'm an open book. Or just, if they ask you something, you just go completely silent. Can I throw the back... The machine starts smoking. <laughs> Can I throw back to a question that's popped into my head about the sperm donor that you might know about? Uh, okay, just set the record straight. It's not me. But, if anyone's looking at getting pregnant, <laughs> HMU. Yeah, nice. Go. What's the um, question? Could he not have done it in a more professional setting than I'll meet you at a bar? Does he want free drinks? He'd meet you at a bar or like somewhere that you're comfortable. So he'll come around to your house. Imagine if you just meet you at a cafe. Come to just, your work. He just gets so pissed up. <laughs> Can't get it up. I went to get the sperm donor out of there. <laughs> Had it, no lead in the pencil. It just strikes me as someone that's just trying to get famous to have free sex. Well, it's just uh, not that anyone else ever does that in the history of any other field. But... I almost reckon it's a fetish or like a power trip yep. of like I've got. I'm like, because you know how, like, in pretty much all animals aside from humans, and humans, I guess, to an extent, there's like this inherent need to be like, reproduce, pass your, pass your genes on, die. It's like why these insects will like impreg or fertilize some other insect eggs and then just know they're going to get their head bitten off, but they just chill about it like praying mantis. Yes, mellow. Praying mantis. Um, so I reckon it's some sort of like weird caveman thing where it's like oh, I want to have like as many kids as possible and more I'm going to rule the world it's like a more he should, he should just be a Mormon the doctor from the documentary his thing was that he was trying to create a perfect race mm, and the other thing was when he was super villain when he was 19 in, his, in the 1960s he was playing around with the radio in his car and a little kid ran out in front of his car and he hit it and killed it and they reckon mm. that he was like it was some mental thing in his psyche that he um wanted to like give back all these children because he felt he'd taken one from earth or whatever but he's still alive and he's just living in the he's living in the community still he had his own kids as well Ah. do you know what was the biggest alpha so he didn't get charged or anything he got struck off 
His medical license struck off. Mm. Been retired for 15 years. Probably living pretty comfortably. $3,000 fine. Was it? Yeah, that's it. Do you know what was... Do you that's know? pretty mellow. Speaking of alpha moves, though, one thing I did like from the doco is any time one of the people went to hit him up and were thinking about... Oh, no, there was this journalist in the documentary who had all this information, was like, yeah, I'm going to the news, like, you're going to get ousted, all this sort of stuff. He'd go and he got went and met her on a few occasions, and every time he'd go in to the pregnant. No, no, no. Every time he'd go in, better. Every time he'd go into the cafe, he'd just have this pistol on his hip, and the first thing he'd say to her is, "Do they let guns in here? Are you allowed guns in here?" And that was like his flex. You allowed guns in here, and it's in the states. It's in Indiana, so the answer is absolutely yes. so he was sort of saying. So he's obviously like a bit of a badass, bad egg, weird. No, yeah. terrible, terrible it's a human. Weird, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to want to do. And incredibly religious. Well, imagine, yeah. I know yeah. that might shock you with anything smutty coming out of any sort of religious sect, but yeah. read another book. Um, yeah, it's a funny one, eh? It's. I reckon, like, imagine if you had all these kids and you just didn't know who they were. You knew nothing about them. This guy's got kids in Thailand. He's got kids in like. Sweden would have been a pretty not a bad tower would have been, would have been a good tower um, yeah it's weird eh? I want to know if he I want to know if he's a hunk I want to know well you can see him mate I want to know if he has sex more or if he um, does like does it in a cup or whatever he's doing eh? but also does there must be more to it than just getting the sample like, don't you have to have some sort of, like, medical insertion and stuff? I don't know. That's sort of... Mate, there's... We're underqualified for it. There's a, um... There is a insertion of some description. Oh, he's a rank unit. Yeah? Yeah, that's in there. I mean... Yes. He's all right. No, he's not. No, he is not. He looks... I can confirm, well, ladies and gentlemen, he is not. Yeah. Not the guy you think should be, like... He's been on the project. Okay. On Sunday, he was on the project. So he's, he's like not, he's like out in the open. But like, uh, I don't know. Uh, there's just something a wee bit weird about it. Uh. He looks like he loves motocross. Yeah, he looks like he sh- he's got an eyebrow piercing. Mm. Do we like them? I was going to get one at one stage, eh? I don't mind them, but I'm not going to be like, if I was ever in a position where I needed... An eyebrow uh, piercing? No, I needed some sort of help conceiving a child. I'm not going to use a guy with an eyebrow piercing. I don't think. And that's not to have a go at anyone. If it's a spike, you could probably talk me round. But if it's just like the bulb on the bar. What's if you were getting... Someone to help me. Someone to help you. What would be the worst thing with the worst first impression thing for them to do? Arriving in a Hummer? Yeah. <laughs> maybe wearing like petrol station merchandise like, I rate that like Sunnies. he is yeah Sunnies <laughs> and like the hats with the fur flaps over the years <laughs> um, that's like the guy off Weezer from Weezer and would just skull like some form of 500ml energy drink and crush the can on his head turns up and he's already got an erection well and that would show intent but that's not the way he's doing it that's not the way he's supposed to be doing it or he's trying to extract the sample in his car yeah, he's just like, oh, I'm just going to have a... Yeah. Um, maybe a short sleeve shirt with a tie. <laughs> what an, or a T-shirt with a tuxedo printed on it. Yeah, or a kilt, but like a mini kilt. Okay. Yeah. Who are you? Are you getting... 
a sperm sample from Britney Spears in I'm that getting, music video. I'm getting it from Robbie Williams. You're getting it from groundskeeper Willie. Yeah. Yeah. That's not to have a go at the Scots. Nah. But, but Scots don't wear short kilts. Skanky ones might. <laughs> Tarty ones. <laughs> what are you doing? Just tartan? <laughs> Why have you deep-throating the bagpipes? Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a lead-in for a bit of a joke. It was a joke. You should, You used to do a bit of bagpiping, didn't you? I didn't make it past the chanter, which is like the recorder version before you actually get into the inflation under the arm. Ah. Like the, you know, you do the chicken sort of thing and they yeah, yeah. erect. Um, yeah. Um, didn't sound like that. It's something that will always be really close to my heart, obviously, with the skull, the bagpipes. I've always had sort of a... And, uh, a soft spot yeah affiliation soft spot um, for Scotland and the bagpipes but there's a part of me that thinks that does anyone even if I was really good at the bagpipes and you came into my house and saw them sitting there and you're like oh go on play them for us mm. you've had a gutsful after 10 seconds haven't you if it's yeah. an individual piper if it's at a wedding or a funeral or like a big thing I'm like oh it's quite moving it's a ceremonial thing eh? and it's yeah. for something it's for like it's like a haka. Someone, someone exiting you know, like entering or exiting. Yeah, I'd, I'd love it if I came around to your house and you did an individual hacker for me. That'd be absolutely awesome. Just a, a ch- no, you'd get straight back in the car because you wouldn't accept the challenge on the driveway. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah for like a, a hearse leaving the funeral home to then get breathalysed and then got to lose their license. And they're just an awkward piper when you're trying to get like give your details and your license to the cops. There used to be one at Kai Terry Terry Campground. Again, annoying. Summertime, relaxing. The f- on the f- first, I think, on the first of January every year, this per- this lady would play it, and everyone hated her. Yeah. On no the- shit, everyone's hungover. And she was just a bit of a loser. Did um, she go on Mrs. Kai Terry? Try to get the sash with the bagpipes. Nah, Is that her talent? Think, I don't think she ever went to. I don't think they do that anymore. You wouldn't be able to. Be too PC now. But they still have. They still have beauty pageants and stuff around the world. Yeah. But, yeah. Do they not do it anymore? And they go for a swim, Mr. and Mrs. Kaiteri. Mm. Yeah. Do you want to hear a funny story about Mr. and Mrs. Kaiteri? Adam Hooper's going to be it this year. <laughs> oh, hope not. He might have a few relatives entering, brothers, <laughs> sisters, wives. Um, he, uh, we went to... kids. Yeah. <laughs> we went to Mr. and Mrs. Kaiteri mm. when we were younger. It was in our first, uh, like year nine like year nine ten when we were at school so we're sort of at that age where um like you know you you were sort of maybe having your first like beer like you're sort of like hanging out you weren't with the family anymore you're sort of hanging out around around. on the flying fox all that sort of stuff and we went to mr mr and mrs kiteri and a couple of the couple of our mates entered um who were rigs in year nine yeah yeah so there was an under 13 one. Oh, see, that's weird. And an over 13 one. And one of our mates hadn't turned 13 yet going into year nine. He was young for the year. So he went in the under 13 one. And then a couple of the other boys went in one where it was like 13 to like 18 yeah. or 13 to like 17. So there was just like glorious units on display, like good looking people, you know, abs, guns, you get the drift. And um, so a couple of the lads went up on it. And like one, of, I think one of our mates might've got like, bronze or silver medal or something then our other mate has just gone in the uh under 13s and it was like him and like five or six like 
chubby seven, eight, nine-year-olds, and he's just won it by a country mile because he was just like, you know... A bit more developed. Got the sash on, got the gold medal, and then just struts back to, like, the hangout later on and was just like this. Oh, unlucky boys, top of the podium for me, you know, like, against the juniors. He's done it against the five-year-olds. Mm. That's all good. Hey, he's, he's in the age bracket. Yeah. You know. Do you want to hear another story about a beauty pageant? Have you invented one? No, I don't have the rig for it. It's like topless waitering. It's never really been my bag. Is that actually a thing? Yeah. Although you hire people now, don't you? Like external party. Well, they're just strippers, aren't they? Yeah. Really? Like pantsless waitering. Yeah, I don't you'd mind be, it. You'd be right at that. Yeah, that would be probably my forte. I'd have to get the, the roof up a bit. What does that mean? The tummy over the top. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't they, yourself in I the went, soap. I went to another... I went to a foam party pre-earthquake oh, in Christchurch. Suck. No, these ones were, used to be good. You would have gone to the like ten-ass uni ones where it was just like a pin full of foam. No, it was Rangiura. Yeah, okay. those had one gun. Yeah, say no more. <clears throat> these ones in town, they used to be right on the on the terrace in Christchurch, the main strip of hospitality in Christchurch, and they used to just fill the bar from ankle to head. Like you just, it was like a snowstorm in there. That's so cool. it used to get so loose, and they used to have a a best rig comp, and. A couple of our mates went in it one night after a few beers and they sort of put it over to the crowd and there was a guy who was like greasy goth hair but was quite jacked and then against our other two mates who were they were going for the first prize and they were um they were like doing cheers from the ladies in the crowd about who was to win it yeah and it was like quite split and then they're like okay and so we're gonna have to decide and josh who was one of our friends won it and um then they were like, oh, okay, cool. Like he got a voucher, got a bar tab or something, comes down. And the greasy goth guy just comes up to him and my mate and just gives us real sincere, like, oh, geez, she was pretty tough out there, guys. Like, I hope you enjoyed was he, it. Was he a pro? I don't know. I'd hope not. But um, he was just like, yeah, geez. It was like, mate, it's a rig competition on the bus. I don't yeah, think it's this big tactical thing of like, yeah. oh, you know, no prisoners were taken out there. Uh, we can't all be winners on the day. Yeah, thanks to the ladies in the kitchen. What would you do at the... Because you know how with, um, you do your little performance and like beauty pageants, like actual professional... Not saying what, not to take anything away from your mates, your <laughs> mate who won the under-12s, Mr. Kaiteri, Master Kaiteri, I guess if he's that young. Um, what would be your thing? You know, when you walk out in front of all the judges... But like my talent. You got no. You do. So you've got your talent. I'd be more. Which is like a five-minute thing, and then you've got like your little um, five-second like wink or like scullabee oh, or something like that. Okay. You know? So end of the catwalk, and then your and then your time to shine. So two different two different categories. Yeah. Okay. Um, Give you a bit to ponder here. Bit to ponder. Maybe like a crip walk, <laughs> perhaps. Um, crip walk the whole aisle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like that. The crip walk's good. Or, yeah, I was going to say, Egan Spoon Race. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bit master criteria. Yeah. You? Maybe the ping pong show. Okay. Nah, okay. Not that, Come no, on. Not that. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like it depends if I'm trying to win it or not. Well, like, what else are you doing up there? Trying to well, put... you're crip walking. Yeah. <laughs> are there going to be any crips in the crowd? Maybe. Hey, maybe. Maybe. <clears throat> I tell you what, I've got to do all I can because I'm plummeting down the leaderboard once the swimsuit comes out. Maybe evening wear would well, be all right. Well, I was going to... The was ball gonna, gown. I was going to say, when the swimsuit comes out, you could get cover yourself in disinfectant and try to slide the whole length of it. <laughs> the crocodile mile into the judges? That'd be good. Um, the water the, slides still exist? I think... Do you just use tarps now? Yeah. 
I'd love to. Are. I haven't been on a water slide in those decades. Ones, those ones you have in the back in the backyard, they're just a recipe to wind yourself though, because you come in with so much gusto. The like one or two meters before the slide actually starts, are always sopping. Yeah, the hoses always come out and it's just blasting <laughs> off to the side, and so it's like half wet, half bone dry, and you just come in and you think you're bloody scoring a. Here we go. Scoring a corner try in the NRL. <laughs> yes, boy. Yes, boy. <laughs> scoring a... Oh! Scoring a try over the trial. I've just been attacked by a pillow in a state-of-the-art studio. And you just end up winding yourself or cracking your ribs. What about if you, try and, if you try and surf it, you get to the end, and uh. then someone just comes sliding in in the cannonball and just takes you out at the legs? There's stuff that you do now that you used to do as kids... That would just leave me aching for days now. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to just be able to... This is probably why I can't do it anymore. I used to just jump as high as I could on the trampoline, just jump off it. Yeah. And just, like, land either on my feet or try to... Just crack up of, at the ground shock. Yeah, and then now I just, like... That's probably why my knees are so coached now. It's because I was doing that sort of shit. Could you imagine how much neurofin you'd need now if you went on a biscuit? I went on a one. boat? I went on one in Lake Brunner earlier on in the year and I was destroyed after it. Oh, I would it's be like, no good. And if you're stubborn and you've had a yeah. couple of long necks, you're just holding on for dear life. And mm. like, I was with, I was on one, my mate was on the other one. And we might have had, I think we had three actually. And You just go break dancing over the water, eh? We were trying to, we, I, thought it was going to be good to try and board yeah. the other biscuits. Okay. Um, Captain didn't like very much. Yeah, fear. I don't mind that. Um, Must be a lot of pressure when there's alcohol involved and there's shit going on on a boat. Well, our, our mate who's got the place in front, he's like super responsible with it. So he doesn't drink. Like he doesn't. And if you were getting like super steamed, he'd be like, "I'm oh, not. You're not going on." Obviously, and yeah. stuff like that. And obviously, he's real onto it. Life jackets and that sort of shit. Um, but I think if you're bored, it's because one doesn't have anyone on it. It flies up in the air. Yeah, yeah. You need it weighted. <laughs> um, but my forearms were just like cooked after mm. it, especially since we had run out of room in the boat. So it was like, who's going to ride the biscuit on like to the, the biscuiting 15... spot? Nah, on the fifteen-minute ride from where we parked up for the day back to the oh. beach, back to the back to where the car is, mm. and so we're just sitting there, just like, okay, this is like kind of shit now. So and over every, it now, and everyone's just like, sun's going down. Everyone wants to go home and have some food and just like get on the piss and stuff. So everyone's it's like. like don't come off. Like, we don't want to stop and have to circle back again. You're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Sitting there on your phone. I've always thought, imagine co- uh, going behind the Inter Islander on a biscuit across Cook Strait. That'd be chill. That'd be, that'd be mean. That'd be so loose. How long does it take? Like, four hours? <laughs> yeah, imagine hitting the waves. <laughs> imagine the wave just being like, if I fall on him, no one's going to see me. There's something... You've got Simon Barnett swimming the, swimming the Cook Strait next year. There's something terrifying about the thought of being in open water and a big ship going past me i just i don't know what that is well, oh, I, well it's a pretty rational when i was a feel. kid we went out in a little tinny boat in the sounds to check the fishing nets mm. and we were out there and we we're pulling the net in and we looked up and i don't want to say it was coming right for us the inter island it was probably like i want to say k away nah like moored oh <laughs> uh, five or six hundred meters away so like but it's so hard to gauge how And we were also was. just in, like, the channel. So it's like it's not like it's beelining for the boat, but it's like even if you're in this little tinny boat and it comes past you, like, 20 metres, 50 metres away, it could still flip you. Yeah, yeah, they and make massive waves. the old man's gone to pull the thing and the and the outboard's just gone and just fallen off the back and him and his mate have grabbed it as it's going in the water. Oh, I thought you meant he was pulling a flare. 
No. To let you know, to let them know they were there. And I was going to say, is it a little? Does a little flag of bang on the pop? It was one of those ones that just shoots. It just it's a confetti gun. How do people not get burnt with flares in the crowd at football games or sporting events? I think there's different kinds. The ones they must be ones that are made to be handheld. Yeah. They're not ones that you like shoot in the air and you're just holding onto it. They do sometimes. They have in the past shot it at opposition fans straight across. That's chill. But the people in front of you and stuff. Maybe they do get burnt. A lot of football fans are bald. So maybe that's why. Hmm? Something to ponder over the weekend. Do you know what's happened to me this week? Yes. I've, no. lo- I've lost an earpod again. Uh. Second lot of earpods. I'd rather just lose the whole thing. I'd rather you just buy normal headphones rather nah. than trying to be like a 13-year-old. No, nah, they're cool though because then you can just like... Justin Bieber in I'm class. The, okay. Justin Bieber in class. Were earpods around when he was in class? Probably not. Nah, but no. Nah, so I've got two portals at home with Pottles. the same earpod lost in it. So I can't even I can't even merge them into one. <clears throat> oh, so you got a left and a right. You got a nope. left and a left. You've got two right lefts. Right. Shit. That's, yeah. That's not alright. That's not good. I like the little carry cases for earpods. I think they're quite quite slick. Yep. But what's the point of not having a wire? You just forget to charge them and shit. No, because the cases charge themselves. They're auto-charging. But you charge the case. Yeah, but then it charge, It lasts for longer, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. It's the, same, it's the same thing with a phone. But then you can just lose it. I guess you can lose anything, can't you? Yeah. But, like, they're small and they're losable. Yes, as I've can experienced you, twice. Can you use Can you use just one? Yeah, but it, do, it throws you off a bit. Yeah, and um, now music on, like, Spotify and stuff, Sometimes it drums in one and it's yeah. not just the same song yeah. playing through both one thing. Mm. So you can't do the whole this is what I this is a top tip for anyone in high school. Um we've got so many high school listeners, is put your wire of your he- headphone through your arm sleeve and into your hand and then put your jersey over your hand and put your hand up to your ear and you can listen to music in class. Wow. But now you've got earpods, so you can yeah. just do it. Because <laughs> I find if you had, like, if I had Beats by Dre's on and, and I get a phone call, it's like, if I'm walking around with Beats, here's a, here's a funny fact for you, picture this. Um, when I didn't have the uh, my earpod last time after I lost it, I really didn't want to go and buy more. Mm. So occasionally I'd just walk to the petrol station to get, like, drink or whatever, wearing um, the 3M building site noise cancelling bluetooth headphones that i use to mow the lawns uh, and i was like oh they'll be all good right, right and i was walking one day and i saw myself in the shop window and i was like oh my god i'm walking with earmuffs on <laughs> they are and do they have the big wire yeah i bet there was heaps of like here comes the air traffic controller and <laughs> shit like that. this guy's definitely not a tradie people driving past eh? yep yeah well some for the we w period a period quiet yeah. Yeah, not a lot going on. Um, I'll buy some new earpods. Too soon. At what point do I go and buy more? I feel like if I've yeah, lost one twice. A... Where have you lost it? Like what area? In the house? In the car? We just no idea. Well, do you know the in shit? In a bag? Well, I put these pants on this morning and one fell out. Uh, in the wash? No, in the cupboard. Um, so. Must be in there somewhere. How yeah, much are they? Three hundred dollars. <laughs> and so I also. It's one of those stupid things where I'm like, well, it must be here. Well, mustn't it? Because, like, you know, you feel like, oh, you'd lo- if you lost them both, they could be anywhere. But if there's one here, then... But I don't know. Are you ready to hear the most useless piece 
of information anyone can tell you. It's got to be somewhere. It's got to be somewhere, mate. Oh, hopefully you have something to report back next week about uh, its location. <laughs> and I'm sure the listeners will be on the edge of their proverbial seats waiting to hear about how many people Adam Hooper got pregnant in New Zealand. Let's go, Hoops.